Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is The Boop Show, episode 280 for March 9th, 2021. And hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Boop Show. Uh, we talk about indie video games here, and we love it, and that's why you like it, I hope. We love it! Welcome back to the show. Uh, it's good to have you all here. And Brian, it's good to have you here. Uh, something no, happened Scott. to the music, and I don't know why. Uh, anyway, well, it's uh, it's good to have you here. It's Brian uh, Dunaway over there. I'm Scott Johnson, and, and we're back at it. How one is everybody? more time with that music. Yeah, one more time. Let's get that music back. I think I hit escape, but I didn't mean to. What are you going to do? Uh, so I'm really excited about this week because I think I found my front runner for 2021 Game of the Year. Ooh, them some big words. <laughs> it is some very big words, but... I'm telling you, nothing has held me quite this uh, grippy this year. The uh, and so when we're early, it's only March. You know, we're we got time in the in the year 2021, but it feels uh, significant this game that I'm playing, which we'll get to in a minute. I already know my game of the year. Yeah, what's that so far? What is it? Oh, you want to tell me? It's the Valheim. I'm 30 hours into Valheim. Oh my lord, you really like the Valheim then? I can't stop in 30. You think people like? Psh. Plenty of people are like, oh, I have 120 hours in on Valheim. Psh, get out of here. What did you say hours. last uh, last week? You said Valheim. Are we, are we back? We're now Valheim? Val- well, yeah, yeah. Valheim was just to be, you know, annoying. But Valheim is actually how you say it. At least that's the way I've been told now, and corrected keep, many times. Keep, keep in mind here, this is this only holds right now until Shipbreaker comes out in, out, of full, uh, out of early access. Oh. So none of the games I call Game of the Year are early access games. Because I know what that means. Early access means I may not see it till the next year or whatever. So I hold judgment. There are it's a couple already in the been a tough year. We've already had little nightmares too, which the chat rooms are reminding me. And Valley, it's only March. Yeah, I'm, I'm not putting that on my best up. list. There's too many weird teachers with long necks in that game. Not my list, best list of games. <laughs> too scary. Can't do it. Scary games don't too make scary. my game of the year. Um, and I know it's early. Fastidious is right. You don't normally at this time of the process start talking about what game is your game of the year i get it we got a lot left to do but also we don't kind of this is a weird year a lot of the the uh the games that were under development primarily before the pandemic have either come out or are still coming out slowly but we're almost getting to the end of that and now we're in this cycle where a lot of new content built during the pandemic when does that stuff hit and from a triple a standpoint later than you expect from an indie standpoint, maybe not so bad. Probably get it sooner, I guess. They're rolling um, it out, man. It's 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 odd because the pandemic has created this uh, this this desire for more game. It's like more game, please, more game, more game. And the indies are going, hey, we're fast and agile because we're small and we can we can put this thing in early access and move it on out the door. Yeah, 
That's true. So there's a lot of that going on. Valheim, of course, one of those. That might be your game of the year, but it's still in early access. So can it be? Can it be? That's a good question. We talked about this last year. Did we? Do we consider a early access game of the year? There's so many indie games in early access, and they stay there for five and six years. Some of them do. Yeah. It's hard to say. Valheim better not do that. They they're having yeah. too much money now to do that. They mm. gotta they gotta kick that boy out the front door. Let's go. That's right. Let's go. It's done. There. Play the game. Play the game. Um, we also had a brief conversation before the show about gaming monitors, PC monitors, and um. I had mentioned that I've really liked every LG I've owned for both work stuff and game stuff. And you seemed hesitant on the LG. Do you want to explain why that is? What is it about LG that you don't get along with? Well, uh, not LG's fault, really. The the two or three LG monitors I've had, I think every time I learned something, LG has taught me something at least three times mm. in my purchases and returns. Okay. Uh, my most recent purchase was a misunderstanding of how uh, how that 240 hertz would look and the low millisecond uh, refresh rate. And uh, I, I thought it would look a certain way. I got it, and then I found out it was not the kind of panel I wanted because oh. it looked washed out because it was really designed – uh, for first-person shooter gaming, and I'm more of an indie casual sure. kind of, you know, roguelike RPG kind of gamer, and I like my colors robust. Yeah. And not until I bought the wrong monitor, my fault, oh, yeah, and got it home this. and went, this yeah. looks washed out. I don't care for this. No, sir. Yeah. Taking it back. <laughs> well, I'm glad they took it back. That's good. But uh, yeah, for me, but, uh, for me, yeah. uh, it, I'm with you. I want, I want richer color. I want I don't want washed out blacks as best I can handle it. Um, like I, I know that OLED is not quite ready for PC gaming prime time because the burn in is a real issue with OLED and um, PCs are notorious for sitting on the same screen for a long time. And oh, you don't yeah. want a little trash bin just sitting up there forever permanently on your screen, oh. uh, even when it's turned off. So uh, I hope they get that technology better because I can tell you from a TV standpoint, my OLED TV, also LG. Beautiful gorgeous yeah. freaking mind blowingly good looking and i want more of that on the pc side of things we're certainly headed there and there are lots of good monitors out there but led in, as a general rule has got that backlight issue yeah and you yeah. you miss and out on stuff you wash stuff out sometimes yeah and i've ended up settling with samsung many times because of the price point and it's it's the price point for the quality samsung has delivered for me in my personal preferences in taste. Well, good. We so both far. like Korean-made manufacturers. Look at us. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like I said, uh, LG's fine. I just haven't had the luck or right. the research. I bought a uh, <laughs> I bought a BenQ as a backup monitor. Uh, long story. It's all pre-show. A bank. Yeah, Bank. Is that what they say? Is it BenQ? I don't know. I, I'm it? pretty sure it's BenQ, but I'm going to call it Bank. Well, I think the North makes those. The North Koreans yeah. like that. The North Koreans. Yeah. Is that who makes the bin? No, I, I have no idea who makes it. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I don't know who makes it. I think they're Chinese. Uh, they're fine. They're just less expensive and you kind of get what you pay for. But if you're just needing a utilitarian backup secondary monitor, you could do a yeah. lot worse. Uh, and the that. price is always right. They 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 sell that stuff cheap. But I'll tell you what, you get a hundred or 240 hertz freaking... Uh, g-sync based monitor for your pc side of stuff that's right. some silky buttery smooth business dude mm, so smooth, mm, sexy 
Also, I did I did something else on my PC this week I didn't plan on doing. There was a kind of a flash sale, and I don't even remember the name of the site that did it. I hope it was legit. Well, I know it was legit because I got the code, but I hope it wasn't like <laughs> one of those skeevy sites where you get Steam code you're not supposed to get or whatever. It's hard to right. say. But they announced they uh, or there there was a thing on Twitter. I was following one of these accounts that always tells you about deals or whatever, and somebody had for that day only Horizon Zero Dawn on Steam or a Steam code for Horizon Zero Dawn the the much ballyhooed uh, PlayStation original now on PC um, and had a kind of a rough launch. So they've had patches and other stuff and I've kind of let it sit there and I'm like, "Ah, I'm not sure I'm ready to play that again, but this thing popped for like 24 bucks. I was like, what? I'm allowed to do that. So I did that and I've been deep into letting your buddy know. Well, I, I should have. Why didn't I tell you? I don't know why I didn't tell you. <laughs> you just told me it's good. It's I, good. I'm annoyed that I didn't tell you, but I. I uh, and you paid how much for it? Twenty four bucks, cheap. Twenty three something. Okay. Uh, and change. you're just talking about Horizon, not Horizon, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn. Dawn or, yeah. Okay, just make it. Okay, yeah, that's the game. Horizon Zero okay. Dawn. That's the full name of that game. And uh, you're the lady. You're Aloy, and you're running around the world. It's uh, post apocalyptic, but you you you're you're acting. Everybody, all the people in it act like they're primitives. Uh, because they don't know any better, but it's really us who ruin the world and all the machines and everything. And the machines have taken on a life of their own. And if you've never seen this game, uh, I, I, you know, you're all weird if you haven't seen it, but anyway, I loved it on PlayStation, but I didn't really like the 30 frames per second. I didn't like what I felt like was not the best performing at the time version of that game. This runs silky smooth for me at, uh, like I said, 240 Hertz. And so I'm getting like, I don't know, more than 60 frames per second. I don't know what I'm getting 120 or whatever. It's imperceptible for me, except it just feels really smooth. Anyway, I'm playing that again, and I'm already farther than I was the first time on PlayStation. And I got to say, that is a badass game. That game freaking rocks. The story's great. The world is great. The world building is great. What a good time to spend for 24 or less dollars. So That's amazing. Yeah, I really like it a lot. And you, and you don't know the name, but was it, was it Keen Shop? Was that it? Keen Shop? Uh, no, yeah. it was. I can tell you. I'll tell you. Let's do this. The this fanatical. A, this right, is a go good. Uh, f- what? Uh, what we call this community service to let people know what what we did here. Yes. Uh, so Horizon Zero Dawn mm-hmm. was purchased through Aniba. Aniba. See what I mean? You don't know that name, do you? I don't know that one. That one. Now I'm curious. Yep. It's Aniba. It's uh, spelled E-N-E-B-A. So N-E-B-A dot com. And they had had the deal. Uh, So plus tax, I ended up paying like whatever, 27 bucks or whatever it is with tax. And uh, it was really simple. And they just gave me a key and it used PayPal and I was done. And it was awesome. And I have the game and I'm playing it. And now my bank account's been drained. And hey, whatever, man. <laughs> and now I'm being held hostage and told. Uh, but apparently these guys, like, like they were advertised there's on like Engadget or something. So it's not like I was like. Yeah, there's. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's fine. I use a couple myself that uh, that I, I usually can tell who's who and what's what. And I mean, there's a lot of ways to get game codes. Uh, I mean, you could have purchased a video game card. It could have come with a game code. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways that people mm-hmm. offload these keys that are legitimate that maybe not uh, would not make the, the distributor exactly happy, but really probably within legal rights, I would say. Must be. Uh, for example, right. Risk Risk of Rain 2, which I think I paid 29 bucks for or whatever on Steam, uh, you can get currently for $8.99. Uh, no Man's Sky, 14 um, 
Well, what's this one? Uh, let's see, Dead by Daylight, Steam Key, five ninety nine. Like pretty low right. stuff, generally speaking. A buck fifty for Dirt Three. That's an old Dirt game, but still fifty. Now, yeah. like if you like stuff like uh, Dirt and those kind of games, Fanatical is a great place, and they actually do deals with uh, with devs and and publishers. So they 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 get those keys, kind of like Humble Bundle. Mm. Yeah. So oh, you know I what like it those. is. Sorry, I just noticed this is a UK site, but they took dollars, oh. so, you know, it's fun. Yeah, they took dollars. It's like they have some kind of processing machine that can take American currency and... Oh, here's what you can do. Else. You can change it to whatever you want, so we're going to do that. US dollars. All right, the website has a setting, but normally it defaults to UK, so I'm sure these guys in the UK. Okay, so this makes sense. You got... Uh, well, some of these prices are all right. <laughs> Some like, of these prices, though. Some of these are great, some of them not so good. But, uh, yeah, they appear to be a legit uh, thing. And um, they say, they claim to be partners with Team 17 and Konami and a bunch of other stuff. So, anyway, what I'm saying is keep your eye out for good deals because it netted me a copy of Horizon Zero Dawn. And that game yeah. is awesome. And I'm really enjoying places playing I, it. A couple places I trust is places like you just said. There's a website called cdkeys.com that usually have valid keys i would stay away from like windows operating system and stuff but i've seen a lot of plenty of gaming codes g2a is also a place and now i have to try this aniba aniba yeah it sounds like something your doctor would give you aniba oh give me some aniba yeah how you feeling i'm all right well we may have to do a, pr- a little procedure called the aniba oh what does that involve <laughs> a tube in your peen <laughs> tubes yeah no tube in my peen thank you very much no, thanks anyway i hope that helped with some monitor ideas i like lg brian likes samsung i think you can probably not go wrong with either they both make pretty nice products pretty good and uh if you're on the if you're on the budget this BenQ or bank or however you want to say it was a pretty good value <laughs> i didn't capitalize I that q so i'm pretty sure it's bid q like supposed to be separated but bank is more fun to say it is more fun to say not as right. fun to say as this I'm going to say a word you're going to hear a lot from me and you're going to be sick of me saying it. Uh, I picked up a game and I really liked it to the point of embarrassment. I'm so into this game. Uh, The game is called Loop Hero. And uh, this was put out by a developer named Four Quarters. I'd never heard of them before, but I have heard of the publisher, Devolver Digital. They make, uh, Mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned, they don't usually put out much that isn't pretty great. Uh, Correct. It's kind of their thing. They're they're a little edgy and weird and whatever. They're, They're fine, but... They they tend to publish games that interest me, and they're always off, not always, but often in a uh, a cool retro style that is more than just being retro. They're they're they really lean into this game, for example, feeling like it could have been on your NES, like straight up the music, everything, and it's not just like fake fake eight bit. It's like real eight bit looking business. And oh, can um, you give us some of the audio? Did you get some audio for that? I did. Uh, I'll play some of this actually right now. Uh, here's uh, here's Loop Hero. Just some sounds from it. This is just basic combat stuff. Here you go. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that stuff is so that is like, Ness yeah, era. That is of that time for sure. And all the all these sound effects. There's more coming. super crunchy and you know all that stuff anyway i should tell you what the game is the game is called loop hero loop hero and i know a few a few of you have probably heard of it i i realize as i'm saying this that there's a very good chance that a bunch of you have already 
been bitten by the bug as well and that you already picked it up. Now, at first glance, if you look at it, uh, you'll, you'll see a couple things. First on Steam, you'll see overwhelmingly positive reviews. What? Yeah, very popular uh, or, or well thought of. And uh, that'll be number one. Number two, you'll notice that it looks on some of the screenshots like there's maybe cards involved. So is this like a deck builder? Is it like a roguelike deck builder? Is it what is this? Is this Slay the Spire with a new style? Like, what are we even doing here? Um, you would be wrong in all of those assumptions. It's not that at all. Uh, here's what it is. I mean, it's roguelikey, I guess, but in a way that doesn't feel like everyone else is doing. It doesn't feel like yet another Dead Cells or another Hades or another of the more you know current ones it's not just rogue legacy again uh that's not how this game works the the roguelike elements of it are uh i'll get to it in a minute but basically you start this game out there's, we're looking at video right now of a lot of tutorial happening but once you've been through some of that early tutorial it you, you just go there's not a lot of dialogue to dig through or anything so don't let that stuff scare you um the first time you encounter a certain enemy you might have a dialogue with them but then never again you'll never talk to them again yeah. Um, all right. It's called loop hero for this reason. And, uh, this, this very small level is trying to show that on this video, but you have a loop and it's random. Uh, the tutorial may, level may not be just to you know teach people, but it's a loop that is normally when you get out there, a big random one, it's called an expedition. I'll skip ahead a little bit to one so you can see it better. And, uh, this expedition has a camp in it, a little couple of tents and a little fire. You see it on there on the screen. And right. that, it looks like a racetrack, like a dirt racetrack. Yeah. It goes round and round. Yeah, kind of like that. And that little white dude there, the little crusty white dude is you moving around. <laughs> that little, that little uh, not even 8-bit, what is he, like 2-bit? Like 2-bit. What is that guy? He's a 2-bit loser, this guy. Uh, right, 2-bit loser. There you go. Anyway, he's he's trucking around this thing, which is constantly pausing and unpausing. Uh, but you you control that, like how you want to pause it or not pause it. Uh, with either a right click or a, uh, you can hit your keyboard uh, space bar. And it'll Adventure do the same. or planning mode, it looks like. There's only two modes. Yeah, but they're not. Ne- neither one require. Like planning mode sounds scary. Like, oh, I got to, you know, like Plan. like it might they're be. strategized. Yeah, like tower defense or some B- BS. It's not like that at all. There's none of that. So basically, Good. this is the way it works. Uh, you're going around in this loop. And each loop uh, that you get through, you get back to camp and you get healed for a certain portion of your of your health that you lost. Um, like you pass go, you collect $200. Basically, yeah. It's a little bit like a board game, weirdly. Um, but each square, these little slimes he's fighting, these are randomly placed there with each loop. So after you finish a loop, a new set of, of slimes will appear, and they will appear in different places. It's never the same place. Sometimes there's two of them on a on a uh, hex or on a square, and sometimes there's less. Um, when you fight these creatures in the first couple of loops, they drop... Uh, potentially a couple of things, and this is very random. It's very Diablo-like. They drop either gear and loot uh, or uh, cards or both. They could give you a little bit of both. The cards vary. Uh, They can be things that you can place on the trail, like I want to put a skeleton graveyard on the trail. And now you have this skeleton graveyard where you are going to fight skeletons with each new loop or basically there's a day-night cycle as well, and I think it's like once a day, a new skeleton appears in the graveyard or something like that. That's just the graveyard card. There's many other cards. I'll just, I'll focus on that one for a second. When you put that one down, which he has done here, that's that little corner thing he's walking through right there. There's not a skeleton at the time, but it also gives him some resources when he passes through there. So whether there's something to fight or not, 
those resources get chucked into your bag. Those are important, and I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, as he goes around and fights stuff, and, and as he does new loops, right now he's only on the second loop on the video we're looking at. People at home, I apologize, you can't see this, but... Now, uh, how do you know that he's on a second loop? Oh, it says top, on the right says, hand side. Yeah, enemy or uh, loop level. So second loop means second level. Everybody, everybody fights a little harder. They're going to hit you harder, and it'll be a little harder to kill. But they're also dropping better loot and better cards. So you're you're taking the new shield that guy dropped and you're and you're equipping it. So no longer do you have a level one shield, you have a level three shield that maybe has some specs on it. Um, you know, plus two to vampirism or plus three to area attack or whatever. Uh think of Wait, again, think of Diablo. Are there vampires in this game? Oh yeah, hell yeah. So okay. again, think Diablo when it comes to loot. That's a lot of what they're doing here. The one difference is there are three classes. I'll get to that in a minute. But you start with the warrior, you have to unlock the other two. Um, the, the trick, uh, of the way that the loot works is once you've gotten a new drop and you're like, boy, I really like that, that sword better than the current thing I have equipped. The second you drag that up there and put it on top of your old sword, the old one disappears. You don't get to keep it. It's gone. So you got to make those decisions. You know, they're not super hard, but you got to make decisions. You got to say, well, this ring is only level three and I already have a level four ring, but the level three ring gives me 2.5 to health regeneration every second. That may all the help while your pitch. little dude is looping around the loop. Right. And when he st- when you stop to fight, you, he doesn't, he's not still looping. He fights, right? Uh, right. When you go check your loot, uh, he's not, he's not moving. He's holding still till you're done. You, you decide when he moves again. And then he's off to the next thing with every loop, more and more creatures end up on the, battlefield including ones you've put there so i mentioned the grove or i didn't mention the grove but i mentioned the graveyard there's also the grove he's right now fighting these two rat dogs and a blob on the grove <laughs> rat dogs um, that grove specifically spawns those rat dogs and they're great out of a rat dog those are great because they drop lots of loot um so you no. you actually put that there though that's a card you play to say yep add me some enemies here because you want to build up you know, your fights so that you're getting good stuff per loop, but you're loop, but you're also trying to do it without overwhelming yourself on, you know, you're, you're trying to spread them out a little bit. There's also cards that once you've placed, let's say, um, I don't know. Uh, let me think of a good one here. Uh, the spider, there's a spider's den thing. So you plop that down and you're like, I don't mind three spiders, but when there's four on that adjacent uh square that's trouble for my guy at this stage i'm I'm not strong enough to do very well there so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna take this other card that i've unlocked it's like a a crystal shard thing or i forget it's a sign or something i can't remember but you put that thing down and any squares that it covers in its radius reduces Mm -hmm. the total amount of maximum enemies that can be on any given square that it's covering so you can kind of mitigate the trouble like you're like, ah, well, there's four spiders this time. And next time there'll only be three because you've said, hey, I don't want to do that. So you put this one down. If you have two of those cards, you can lay one of those on top of it or near it and it will overlap and it will double the effect. So you might only have to fight two spiders in that area. Um, it's interesting because yeah. this is it. It almost is like a reverse tower defense where you're kind of putting in the attack spots and you hate tower defense wash so. that wash that nasty word right out of your mouth because i do hate <laughs> i hate tower defense but i wouldn't so call that hate, this at all you hate defending but you don't mind on the offense well of some the, of these the so look at it this way none of them are towers number one 
Right. Number two, they have the only effect is they you're just basically <laughs> you saying know, there's hey, a lot of towers that have no tower defense games that have no tower. I suppose you could play this game and never lay down another hero, but you're never going to progress. Right. Or uh, sorry, an enemy, but you're never going to progress to the point that you can beat the bosses and stuff. That's just never going to happen ah. for you. Because that eventually is a thing you're going to want to do. Now, as you can see, he's piling up these cards. You don't have to play them every round. You can keep them as long as you want, except that there's only so many that can fit down in that row. And eventually, if you get new cards and there are too many, it'll it's like a marble on one end of the straw and a marble out the other end. You, you lose a card if you get a new card. That loot's the same way. The more loot you get into your bag, it'll start pooping them out the back end if you don't use them. And that's okay. You know, You don't need to use them. <laughs> Like there's plenty. He's got three shields. He's never going to use. That's fine. Let him burn. You, you don't care. But these aren't so, like. So what happens? What happens to those shields? You said you just let them burn. You, they just what, go what away. They just go away. Just go away. Yeah, okay. They just disappear. Um, but they do it in order. So chronologically, you you have the latest piece right there. He's hovering over the four. All right. Do I want level four? Yes, you do. I don't, he's the idiot. He didn't use it. But anyway, <laughs> the point is, there's all sorts of cards that do different effects and different things to the lanes. There's some that just speed up time. Uh, there's some that, uh, uh, oh, make it so, that's, I forget what it's called, but you can build like a a thing just outside of your, oh, there it is. Here's a vampire. You can build a vampire uh, mansion. And, yeah, tower? No, not a tower, just a mansion. <laughs> and no, 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 not a tower, Brian. Yeah, uh, and that's building. where the vampire lives, and the vampire <laughs> will come out, and he will fight alongside other stuff. Not always, but sometimes. Now, the value of that is he drops a lot of really great gear that siphons life from your enemies, and that's great, because that guy, he sucks, but when you beat him, you'll get like <laughs> a, a sword. You'll have a sword sucks. that'll be like plus 10 to vampirism, which will just suck people's life while you're fighting them. It's a great way to oh, stay wow. alive for longer. So there's there's all these little strategies you can use. Every game is different. It's never the same. And um, here's the important, well, not the important part, but here's a big part of it I haven't mentioned yet. Some of you on the video have seen or who are watching the video, this guy's completely effed this up, but it's okay. Um, he didn't know. It's his first run through it. I love that you pick the worst players ever for your videos. To I should have recorded. I is always one, just play mine. This is one I should have recorded, but. The problem is when I'm talking to a chat, I talk too much and the screen just sits there for too long. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not actually making progress, so it's hard for this sort of presentation. But, but anyway, you can see they put all these little rock and mountain cards down at the bottom there. And on the other side, they put a bunch of meadow ones. That's a mistake. What you actually want to do is anything that's made of stone, try to put meadow next to it. Because when you do, you double the amount of meadow. Oh, he did a thing I've never done before. Maybe I'm the idiot. Oh, wait, yeah, he's doing like this mountain. Re he's like doing stones around a mountain. Maybe he's got yeah. some kind of long-term plan that we're not aware of. He's got some stackable thing I've not tried. But anyway, if you put those, if you do a mix and have those meadow ones over next to it, the meadows will give you double their material than they would by themselves because they're next to a mountain, and so they're, they're more effective. Right. Now, these don't actually help you do anything in the fighting or the battle this stuff out here on the periphery and i don't know why he's doing it so separate you can put him anywhere um, yeah but he looks like he's doing something intentional he though. may he may have a trick going here i don't know we're gonna watch and see what he does with meadows um oh he's putting a spider down maybe Let's see if he does it oh yeah you're not afraid are you there buddy he's, oh, he's not afraid at all he's gonna do it anyway as you can see this thing's starting to fill up and he's got worse and worse enemies he's having to deal with and while he's putting all these pieces out into the world those are creating a crap ton of resources for him those resources are important because if you die 
you only get to take 30% of them with you back to your camp. If you make it all the way around to your little loop camp, you have the option with every loop to leave right then and take everything you've earned so far with you or go another time. You get to that point, you stop and you're like, all right, am I going to keep going and try one more loop and not die and get more stuff? Uh, also, But also maybe risking losing 70% of my shit or am I going to stop here and take all my shit back with me? It depends on the, yeah, it depends on the run. Like if you're doing really good and you're like, you know what? I'm going for an eighth, uh, an eighth loop because look at my health. I'm doing solid. I've got some farms. I have some farms you can lay out that will give you health when you walk over them and stuff like that. Uh, but they also have like, uh, um, uh, what are they called? Crows, uh, Crows. Yes. What do you scare the crows? Scarecrow. <laughs> oh, what scares the crow? What do you think? What do you think? I can't think of the name of it, but they're they're known for scaring crows. Oh, that's like my dumb comment I made that one time about freaking uh, Chester Cheetah being a tiger. Anyway. Oh, that's hilarious. What can it be? It's got to be a tiger, right? Yeah, it's got to oh, be. It's in the name, Scott. It's in so, the name. It is in the name. So literally, uh, and I know people are hearing this and saying, this sounds like tower defense. It's not. I promise you it's not. It's, it, it's I played for 14 minutes and I did not get a tower defense. I Jeremy uh, a friend of the show sent me uh, a game code for this and I I hooked it up and I was going to play it for next week but since Scott played this week I'm still going to play it. I'm just not going to review it for yeah, next you week. Yeah, I will stream it. it. I'll probably stream it some this weekend. You're going to you're going to love it. The numbers go up. It's it's all those itches get scratched. You can't wait to do another round. Every game is fun and and strategic and interesting. Oh, she's just. I, running I like it. the fact that it finally gives me a reason. I'll tell you one thing that I hate, Scott. Yeah. I I okay. I love hate. Yeah. I love hate inventory management, and this game just places the inventory management on always on, and you just are constantly comparing your equipment while your dude fights. So I I kind of like that. It's not. It, they keep it super simple and basically it's you can get really in the weeds if you want once in a while with a piece of armor and go oh plus two to this but not to that oh, you, know, you can really agonize over if you want to but for the most part it's like oh this is a level six let's replace that level four like it's a simple number choice yeah. um but this is what's interesting the warrior is the only one that really has to worry about it in real time anyway because Ooh, when you unlock yeah. the rogue the rogue collects trophies with every kill it does and no new gear on the loop. Cause in the, the warrior's case, you can upgrade gear the whole time you're on your loop. In the case of the rogue, he's super powerful, but also a little weak when he gets hit. So it's a little more risk, right? Risk reward. But when he gets back to camp, he cashes in all those trophies and his bag suddenly goes and just fills up with, with loot. So you have this one time, <laughs> This one time to choose new loot before he goes on his new loops. It's like one of his weird things. Uh, the they should have called it loop loot or loot loot loop loot looper. Yeah, uh, loot looper. Yeah the um, the the necromancer, the third class, uh, has. So you don't get to play as vampire at all. No, you're never a vampire. You can wear I'm gear that does vampire shit, but you can't. You're never right. a vampire, which is fine with me because I think vampires are stupid. But anyway, the point is. <gasps> Uh, let me get back to this resources God. thing. So you got this resources thing out there. There's a bunch of things to that that I haven't even gotten into. But the important thing is when you lay down meadows, it's almost like Magic the Gathering. You lay down meadows or mountains mm-hmm. or rocks. These things add to your resource takeaway when you finish a loop and you decide to go home or you die and only take some of it with you. 
when you get back home, there's this whole other place that's like your town and you're building it. And it's really simple. It's not fancy or hard to deal with. You basically just say, we want a smelter. Now I have better weapons when I go. I want the kitchen or the food thing. And that gives you craftable food or bonus food. Uh, My favorite so far, some of it is you have to unlock them to even get the new classes. That's how you get the necromancer or the rogue. But some of it's like, I I just want to start with three potions, life potions that are automatically drained when I'm low enough in health, but they're just in my inventory now. So I have these like little incremental, think of it as your skill tree in between a roguelike session. It's the same right. idea, except you're actually building out this little grid of farm stuff and, and buildings and magic and alchemy and all that. Um, and there's a ton of that. And I'm not even, I mean, I'm like 14, 15 hours into this thing and I'm, I'm wow. barely there. I'm like just starting to scratch all that stuff. Anyway, the temptation to do all of that and then go right back in for another run, unbelievably right intense. Like I can't, I cannot deny yeah. its pull on me right now. It's so yeah, freaking good. The game loop of the Loop Hero is addicting, really strong. It's, yeah, it's always it's it's got what we t- I talk about a lot, which is flow, and it just. It it makes you just keep going. It's like okay, move this here, move this. Here. It's almost like playing a game of solitaire or something. It's just just keep moving. Yeah, move this here, it move is, this it here. It does have that quality, here. and it's a single player game. I should mention that it probably was obvious, but um, it's right. not meant for multiple people. But it gets to the point where and playing those different classes, I've unlocked all three now, and all three play so differently, and it's just a fun way to try a different run, different risks, different rewards. But they all go back to the same. They're all no matter who you're playing. They're not a separate tech tree. You mm. play them, they have their advantages or disadvantages, but they all contribute their loot when you go home back to the same farm. So you're you're, you're building out the same okay. the same structure uh, for everybody. So you can kind of swap back and forth. One thing I did forget to mention, like a lot of games like this, Slay the Spire or whatever, one of the things you do is you unlock runes or whatever a game may call them, what, what give you bonuses during the run you're on. So right. that could be... With every new loop, you have plus two to defense, or with every new loop, you have plus this to health, or every time you encounter a vampire, you suck 20% more life, or whatever these little benefits are, you earn those as you play, and up in the top of the screen, a little thing will proc and go, bling, time to choose a new one. So you just go up there and hit it and say, all right, well, I'm going to do this one. It's random. You never can, you know, you never know what they're going to be. Uh, sometimes one of the options is to refresh it and give me three new choices, um, that sort of thing. Anyway... I've barely scratched the surface here. If it sounds complicated, it's not. Once you get through the loop and you go, oh, I get it. This game grabs you and will not let you freaking go. I cannot believe how much I'm enjoying it. And it's my, I mean, again, we can't call it because it's too soon. But 2021 better have some cool shit under its hood because this game is my game of the year so far. I've had more fun with this than anything I've played in a very long time. And again, we're talking, you know, this is not an early access game. This is out. It's a game you can play. You can play it on your Mac, play it on your PC. Uh, I hope this comes to other devices and consoles and stuff. Uh, Switch would be a wonderful place to play this. Um, I think phones would be good, too, because it's, you know, it's all mouse-driven stuff. So it's not like it, you couldn't do that with, uh, with, with touch. Yeah, most of this drag-and-drop touch just... Yeah, and the simplicity of the art design and, and the sound design is, is intentional, but also just works really well for it. Just gets out of the way the gameplay. Because that's what it feels like. It feels like it has this like light retro um, paint job on top of like a really massive gameplay uh, component underneath. It's like a car... It's like spray painting your car 
and knowing that the spray paint is not that great because who cares? It's just simple. But underneath yeah. is like a freaking Ferrari. Like that's how it feels. Just so much it gameplay. Gets the in there. job done. And I'm I'm just in love with it. So you'll hear me bring this up from time to time. I apologize in advance. Uh, oh, absolutely not. I know the people I've I've seen a lot of people playing this. Uh I have like 22 friends who already own the game. I got 14 friends who want this game. Mm-hmm. The game is on sale for 1274 right now. Just get it. Yeah, just get it. 12 um, bucks. And again, it's retro on purpose. It's not supposed to this is not supposed to be how, how do I put this? I mean, could you could they have could they have made a game that had I don't know, a more modern take on 3D graphics or something like that? I obviously, yes, everybody could, but that's not what matters in this game. And it's right. not ugly, it's just a aesthetic. And I happen to like it. I like I like the eight bit era. I like pre sixteen bit, even sixteen bit era. I like all that stuff. And when it's done right, I appreciate it. The gameplay that's on display here, though, is just mind bogglingly good. Now, this guy, by the way, so we're watching this video. He's in a bit of a pinch. You see how low his life is. He's having yeah, one he's of these really, moments. He is really pushing the. He's pushing envelope. the envelope. He's going to probably, he would definitely die if he went for another loop after this, although he just got a big boost of damage. So drag that up, dude. Don't be an idiot. Oh my gosh. He's killing <laughs> me. Um, but he has got a lot of stuff to fight. Now, there are these cards called Oblivion cards. And if things are getting rough for you, you can take an Oblivion card and wipe out a whole tile of either enemies or a building or whatever you want. And Oblivion <laughs> tile. The undo card. Yeah, nope. you want undo that. Dead. Because if you're about to face off on all these like spider wads he's got going, he's... he's he way overstacks stuff. You're supposed to spread this stuff out, but he's about to hit a ton of spiders. He's probably going to die here. That's what's going to happen because he's just got too much. He he. The sun he cycle built, is almost a complete though, right? That's how you complete an area is when that lower bar, that sun cycle. No, the goes sun's all the separate way. from everything. So the sun, okay, the sun and uh, cycle uh, creates a day night thing. So every day, new new creatures spawn, but right. that can that that doesn't coincide with a single loop. There's no timing. With okay. That. It's happening separately, um, and the di- and the and the difference can sometimes just be the layout of the loop means that the days are happening more frequently or less frequently than a, than a loop does. Um, but the important thing is important thing is if if you run into a problem like this, you better have the gear for it or some way of dealing with it. He doesn't have any health potions, so he's kind of hosed here. Unless let's see what he can do. Maybe he knows uh, the lich personally, and he's uh, he could, maybe. Maybe um, the the thing he's really going to struggle with here is if he hits some bandits or something. And right now it looks like he's got nah, it's mostly spiders and goobers. He might be okay. He, this guy might make it. Goobers. He might make it just fine. Um, the slime goobers or something else is that slime goobers? Uh, okay, slime there's goobers. The spiders. There's also a kind of goober that fights harder. Eventually, you can get the farms. So the farms give you a quest, and then the quest creatures oh. are harder to beat, but they give you better loot. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that just change up the game later on, but you know, he's on his fifth loop here. Oh, he did it. He did an oblivion card and wiped those spiders out. He did exactly what he should have done. So now he's only got one slime and he's back to camp and he's going to want to get out of here. If he decided to go on another loop, he's an insane person. Yeah. Um, He's really low on health, but you said that you restore some health on, uh, your past go, you do, right? yeah. So he just yeah. got another, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's, it's, it's okay. So you've got retreat or stay. Retreat yeah, with your stuff. Was right. Look at that. Yep. Build your hooch. Build out your camp. Go do it again. Get stronger every time. I tried to fight the lich twice, and I've still gotten beaten. I still haven't beaten that boss, but I'm getting there. 
It's just awesome. I'm just so full of freaking excitement about this damn thing. And it's just like came out of nowhere. And once again, I love it. Makes great games. And I just love it. All right, Brian, I've gone on too long. We're going to talk now about a game. You've gone on just long enough in a loop over and over again. That's right. We're going to talk about a game that I actually talked about here on the show before, but it was in way early access. So I'm excited to hear what you think about the now 1.0 curse of the dead gods. Curse the Dead Gods finally got out of early access on February the 23rd, 2021, and I got a chance to take a look at it. Uh, it was on sale, I believe. I picked this one up for 15 bucks on uh, the Steam, but you can pick it up for just a few more hours on Newegg. What a weird place to buy it. Anyway, agreed. you, as an adventurer in the pursuit of fortune, immortality, and power, enters a cave to the underworld, which leads you to the temples of three forgotten gods. Those are the curse of those dead gods dead and forgotten apparently uh challenge accepted scott roguelike progression with souls like combat yep is how it just yep i would Damn call it, it i would call it a combination of uh it's like hades uh slay the spire and um diablo correct got in, a, got in the back of a car and had a little baby come out is what happened. yes they did they and you know what they did a pretty good job. This is also top down like Hades, and it has a cell shaded uh, aesthetic to it. Look, I dig how it looks. It's beautiful. The audio the is pretty good. It's kind of forgettable because when I was trying to review it and I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, what do I think about the music? And I'm like, I can't really remember. I remember that it was well polished mm-hmm. and it felt right at the time, but I couldn't hum a few bars <laughs> at all. Right, <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't, I couldn't remember much about it, and uh, and I also remembered that, that the, even the audio, like the 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 characters that are that you fight against your your enemies, uh, they they screech and make wails, but they're all kind of similar, and so it was kind of, eh, I kind of I kind of passed it away there. Anyway, yeah. what makes this game stand out from a lot of other roguelikes like Hades? Uh, is 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 the curses. So they have a system of corruption that leads to curses, which makes your runs more difficult. Yeah. You know, you hate having difficult runs, Scott. Oh, the worst the worst kind of runs are the difficult runs. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the runs alone, just having the runs, that's a problem. But difficult runs? Oh, freaking Difficult runs? Yeah, it's really the worst. Not a lot of uh, choices for weapons here, even though there well, there are kind of a lot of choices for weapons. Uh, but they're all kind of they're all kind of the same. You they know? Drop, they drop like, a lot of different weapons, but you're right. You can yeah. get the job done with a sword and a hammer. It's kind of the same. Yeah, I mean, you you have a hammer, and then you have a better hammer, and then you have an even cooler hammer, and you know, it's like it is it's just varying degrees of what you're doing here. Now there's there's you know range weapons and uh, hammer type weapons. I like the whip. The whip is pretty cool. It's kind of like an in-between weapon, and then they have uh, uh, they have you know knives you can throw and swords and different levels of what you get. Just like in any roguelike, you're trying to make a run, die, go back with some things, upgrade your weapons, improve your weapons. Does this look like the same game that you played in early access oh, last year? Hundred percent, this game. Yeah. This is okay, so they've probably just worked on refining it. A couple of factors. Yeah, they didn't that change really... when I played it. Not a, I, I've right. so I've also played the the finished version. I always get notified when a game I've been playing in early access hits 1.0. So I've been playing it as well a little bit. And right. um, a lot of what they've done, I think, here is just balance and polish. It's just a it's just smoother, yeah. cooler looking experience graphically. It's very nice, as you mentioned. You just left some resources back there, but. I left a lot of resources. Uh, this gameplay, I did this early this morning, 
and uh, I was so okay. So this game, I like how you walk like, across those uh, those spikes. That was pretty fun to watch. I like. Yeah, that. that was pretty bad. You have to. Okay, so you only have some. So you have five chunks of stamina, and every time you make certain moves, you'll lose a chunk of stamina, and then you have to recover it later on. You can recover it by. Uh, rolling at the right time away from your enemies or just waiting a few seconds and it'll recover. But usually don't have that kind of time because you're usually under uh, attack in almost every level you approach. You're being under attack by different characters. Some are really powerful. Some of them are not so much. But because the stamina is always in short supply, even an easy character, I found myself getting pissed because I would be like, I said, quit. So I rage quit, Scott. I rage quit this game. At least three times. Really? Because it's Souls-like combat. Very, so I would just very like, Souls-y, for sure. Souls-like, for sure. No question. Very Souls-like. That parry, I just can't get it. They they tell me they tell me that I can parry. Yeah. I randomly do. <laughs> I remember it took me, I don't know, four times to get the parry down. You're not wrong right. that it's hard. I did finally get oh, it, but it's, it's, it's hard. The parry is difficult, but they wanted yeah, it. Like, that's what this game it, is. This game's about it, dodging at the right time, parrying at the right time, right. managing large groups of enemies, trying to have the best weapon, blah, blah, blah. It's all that stuff. It, it is. So at that, if it, it is really good at what it does, I'm just not a very good. If I had have realized that the combat system was going to be so heavy souls, like I probably would have said, hmm, maybe I'll play it next time. Yeah. But I, 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 but the thing is, there's enough, uh, there's enough things here that kept bringing me back. Even when I was getting frustrated with the combat, it's like, oh, I get to make so many choices. I get to choose uh, my path as I go along. I can choose, you know, like I can choose a path weapon upgrade, or I can choose one with coins, so I can uh, buy better gear along the way. Of course, the only thing you really take back with you are things like uh, uh, there's crystal skulls. Not not like the ones in the Indiana Jones. No, movie. that movie um, doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. It's bad. No, and not in this universe. No. Uh, also, you get some jade rings and uh, some favors that you can use, and those are all currencies you can take back to the underworld, which you die, which I visited a lot in the underworld. You have altars. That's where you can pick up your weapons. You can choose to uh, you can choose to change the weapons out you currently have, which are the default weapons, which I think is just a gun and a, a knife and a torch. Yeah, you can upgrade right? those and have a better set or or a choice. Um, right. Well, that's the thing. This is uh, this is random choice. So you go through, you will unlock a weapon, uh, and you don't just get that weapon. The weapon is then available in the chance pool that appears at the uh, altar for you to swap out yeah it works a lot lot, i don't know to compare this to what i can tell actually i'm watching you play and i can tell the i can tell your biggest combat problem um (laughs) you're and i don't mean this in a mean way no 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 what i mean what i mean is like you're you like to square off in front of your guy and pound away and hope he gets him yes but you need to be like hadesing this thing because this is this is the one thing about it that is like hades the dodge mechanic is everything it's all about just zip zap beam bam boom alternate fire switch over to the other weapon because that guy's on fire and he needs ice and it's it's that kind of like you know rock paper scissors sort of constant juggle that they want you to do um, right but i think your style well i wouldn't i wouldn't your, blame the style you for this. you're seeing your style you're seeing right now is a style of frustration because i tried uh kiting running around uh trying to observe like the first thing i usually do when my play style 
is I would go into a room yeah. uh, and I would first go out on the outside parameters perimeter of the room, check for uh, places I could light up because there is a, uh, all these rooms are dark and you have a little bit of light on your weapons, but you can light up most areas with your torch, which is really important because when you put the torch away, it gets kind of dark and you can take greater damage according to curses. Yeah. If you have a curse where our damage is doubled because your enemies are in light in the light that means that you you know you just right. have to be strategic the curses are interesting because they're more like rogue legacy um genetic changes because the way rogue legacy worked is when you die you would come back as one of your uh one of your heirs right and your heir might right. be oh you this guy's blind so you can only see three feet ahead of him or whatever or this guy is upside down on everything or he's dyslexic <laughs> or this guy's very old fashioned, so everything looks like an old film strip from the forties or whatever. It's like that. That's basically what yes. curses are. They just happen in the game instead of ahead of the game. Uh, so when you're in playing and you go to a new zone, you touch the door and the door goes, Ah, there's some curse business. And then yeah. you may get a curse that is either harder or easier or better or worse or or whatever. It's an interesting mechanic the way they've done it's it. It's a great, it's one of the outstanding parts because you might as well be playing like Hades or something otherwise. But the corruption system is really cool. You build up corruption. You can get hit by characters when you're fighting. That can increase your corruption. But then you also have corruption every time you go from one gate to the next in these temple runs. And uh, if, if you get enough corruption, uh, then you will, of course, have a curse placed upon you yeah. and that makes the later game a lot harder because you you work in your way up to a boss fight every time through these paths that you choose this game's a really complex game i i wasn't sure how i'd be able to describe it within you know, our usual time because sure. there are a lot of aspects to this game bunch of uh, systems it, yeah i i guess what i'm saying is if systems. you if you played a bunch of if you played roguelikes before at, at any any regularity they've they've mashed in like five of those like, yeah, that's yeah, basically they really it. have. It's, it's amazing gameplay, and I, I can see myself going back and playing. This is a game that you will get addicted to, I think, and play a good bit and then just never play again because at 27 hours is what I've seen how long to beat. Um, this comes from developer Past Tech Games, publisher Focus Home Interactive. Heard of those yep. guys. Yep. Uh, and it's, it, it, is, it is worth the $19.99 or $13.99. It is... It's a it's a great experience, and if you like the Souls like combat system, you can really love this. Well, this uh, the um, uh, what am I trying to say? The the Focus Home publisher, right? They have so many games that I'm into this year. Uh, you know, I keep talking about Shipbreaker, but that's them. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got a lot they've of cool good. stuff going on right now. Yeah, I like yeah. Games. Curse of the Dead Gods is the is oh. The here's some sound that. from it. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's the intro bit. Another soul. Fouls my temple with every step. Tell me, pretender, can a man kill a god? So what I like about that is it's very, to me, it's very reminiscent of like a Diablo style dark fantasy take. And I'm a huge fan of that. So Yeah, this is definitely dark fantasy and... I, I wish the only thing that it seems to be lacking, in my opinion, was any type of s- story. I mean, you just start out as adventurer. You'll like, you know, you got the nice big old mustache and you're you're just uh, you're just entering a cave and you're just going to go get some money, going to get some loot. 
Yeah, I think they're, it's the one thing Hades, well, well, I shouldn't say it doesn't get credit for it. It gets tons of credit for this, but it's the one thing Hades should always be celebrated for, which is they figured out a way to put a really compelling, interesting storyline into a roguelike. And, and nobody does right. that. Like it's, it's, it's rare and weird that they pulled that off. And this game doesn't try very hard in that department. Um, right. for sure. Uh, but this but feels it, just like you would, it feels just like an adventure movie, like of, of yeah. old, those serial. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're dark wanderer and you've been cursed and now you're stuck in these tombs and you got to figure out how to get, how to get out of there. Like it's, oh, it's pretty basic. That right. Way. And, uh, the tiering system of how you can get through each of the paths to get to the gods. Because one of the things you do is you choose one of the three gods that you can take their little path and that'll determine, uh, what enemies you're up against. Uh, some are harder than others. I think I didn't have as much trouble in the eagle, the god eagle. Yeah, the eagle god. Uh, but I, yeah, then I think I had more trouble in the serpent area, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, but some really interesting different characters to play against, and you got you got all those animations that once they're triggered, they don't stop until they're done. And so, sorry, I'm watching you fight to- a trap that's not meant to be fought. It just keeps. Yeah, see, there. that's the thing. See, some of the things you could fight. Or you could blow up beforehand. Okay, so you're watching, like I said, you're watching me play this. This is just for recording purposes, and I was trying to figure out maybe I was doing things wrong because the way, my original play style was to go in a room, do as much avoidance as I can, uh, and just try to attack uh, when I can. Yeah. And this this time around, I was like, you know what? I tried that way. I'm just going to go balls out and just... Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to try to get up on everything yep. and just see if it works. It didn't. No, it, didn't, it doesn't work. But you'll get, it, you it know, like work. any game, you play it long enough, you'll figure all that crap out. The uh, right. uh, Darkest Dungeon is a comparison I'm hearing in the chat. Yeah, that's a good comparison. I agree. It's very, very reminiscent of that art style wise and uh, and very cool if you like that sort of thing. I, I, I think the game's pretty rad. If I wasn't so addicted right now to Hero Loop or Loop Hero, I'd probably be playing this more. Because this is normally kind of my jam, and I did play it a bunch right before uh, Loop Hero happened. But right, I would highly recommend, and I'm only going to give it. I it, this is just a personal opinion score. Uh, this is just. It, I'm going to give it 7.5 curses out of 10 son of a bitches. Because uh, <laughs> you got a little frustrated <laughs> there, did you? Yeah. I got frustrated, but that that's like I said. I think if that's your jam, uh, this this game is polished. It is. It is. It is good. Yeah, it's it is polished. A, it is a good price. It's good polish. Polish like to a it. shine frustration right there. Yes, a shining frustration. Frying, frining sh- frustration. All right, well done. I don't know what I was trying to say there, so I'll not try. Shining, and I, I will say some stuff like also the, the controller. I, I play with the controller. I don't even know if you can do it with a keyboard and mouse or not. You can, but, but they it, recommend it you. It worked well. They recommend you yeah. use a controller if you can. It worked well. Yeah. It's on Switch also, right? I think. I believe it's on the Switch as well. I think that's the only two places, though, PC and Switch, right? My, uh, I think you're right. It- Let me double check. Uh, yes, it is on the Switch and reviewed quite well. Let's see. Um, yes, it's, it's doing quite well. PC and Switch. Yep, that's it. Oh, it looks like it's on the, the PS4 and the is Xbox it? One. Yeah, so. Oh, okay. It Never looks mind. Like it's, it's everywhere. Everything. It's everything. It's everywhere you want to be. That's the theory. Um, okay. That's the theory. Curse of the Dead Gods. Mine again was uh, Loop Hero, and both games are pretty damn good. So go check them out. We've had a good week. We've had a good week. Yep. It's a me, Mario. 
Let's see if our good week holds up and we're able to guess each other's game. We take old games from the past and we present them to each other in audio form and try to think what the hell they are. For example, I got one from 2003. Let's oh. say it was a very popular game that year. And uh, Brian, I'm going to ask you to try to tell me what you think this is, okay? So here's the file. Here's the link. Here's the thing. Here we go. Give me a hint. GameCube. 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 I was about to say, yeah, it started out a, a lot different than I thought once he... Oh, I don't know. That's a good one. I don't think I've... Is I mean, it like it a ended up on Ratchet every, and Clank was, kind of game? Well, I would say it ended up on everything. So when I say GameCube, uh, I, that's where I played it, but I, I, it may right. have been everywhere. Uh, let's. I'll give you another hint. Uh, it was a game from Capcom. 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 Interesting. Yeah. It's your Street Fighter company. Not yeah. That's, that's not a hint, but that's just who it is. It's not a hint. Street Fighter is not it, huh? Nope. No wow, I don't even know. I've, I've never played this one, I don't think. At least not this version of it. Chat room uh, is all confused. They don't know either. I'm a little surprised because a lot of people think very highly of this particular. Uh, well, when you say it, I'm sure going to be like, dang, got it. All right, I'll, I'll give you another hint. It was one of the first in a, well, I don't know, one of the first. Felt like one of the first. 2.5D platformers. And it was a bit of a beat-em-up. But it was like, hey, it's a 3D character, but moving on a 2D plane. Does that make sense? Yeah. Scrolling to the left sort of That doesn't help at all. That actually makes it worse because I had something else in mind. Well, (laughs) one per Trump hole in the chat got it. I I will now put you out of your misery. Do it. What we got? Beautiful Joe. Beautiful, uh, beautiful Joe. Beautiful Joe. View. Beautiful Joe. I don't even know what that is. What is that? You don't remember this game, eh? Um, so I don't remember that at all. It was it was a big hit. Um, beautiful, beautiful Joe came out like I mentioned, two thousand and three. I'm going to pull up some info here. here so it's a V. Is it uh, v? v? Like beautiful Joe. It's a stupid name, but you know Japanese translation oh, stuff. I didn't Who play knows? this at all. I don't even know what this is. They describe it as a side-scrolling beat 'em up video game franchise created by Japanese game designer Hideki Kamiya. And I don't know how to say his name right. Uh, this is part of Capcom subsidiary Clover Studio. And uh, there was Beautiful Joe Two came out in 2004, so a year later. And uh, let's see, it's original. Wow, I have missed out on a whole franchise. Yeah, it's a cool franchise. The guy that's that dude's responsible to, uh, mostly for like Resident Evil 2 and Devil May Cry and those games. So this was like a bit of an offshoot for him, a little bit different. Cell shaded 2D, but 3D graphics. And uh, I want to say GameCube started it. It was, yeah, GameCube originally was the sole platform and then PlayStation 2 got a version uh, later, including the sequel. And uh, there was also something called Beautiful Joe Red Hot Rumble in 05 and Beautiful Joe Double Trouble in 05. I do not know what those are. Never saw them. but uh, And they haven't done shit since, so I think it'd be cool. I think it's time to res- resurrect, resurrect Beautiful Joe. This this is cool. I've got to take a little dive into this. I've never, yeah, like I said, never cool I don't game. even remember this at all. It's a very cool game. I remember loving it, but uh, it was it was awesome. 
Uh, Good pick. Uh, I'm going to play yours now. Let's see if you can get it. Oh, yes. Yeah, so okay. That's, 1981. That's a great big one for you. You were wrong. Now I should oh, yeah, be right. right. I, I failed. 81, you say? 81. Jeez. 81. I went way back for this one. It was because uh, of something I was watching that reminded me that I don't think I've ever done this game for the boop show. All right. Let's give it a shot and see what we think. No. This is just straight up Defender. Right. Is this Defender? You nailed it. Oh, yeah. Defender. Yes. I know that I, I, game. I knew it was risky because I was like, oh, either it'll be like one of those things that's all jumbled in your mind or you'll absolutely get it. Yeah. But which one was it? Was it was, it, it was I knew I'd get it right away because, oh, who made it? Williams made it, right? Yes. Uh, it was in the, this is the arcade version. Is the yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the only good version. The rest of them, the home ones all right. suck. But uh, the, the cool thing about Defender was... Um, how do I explain this? It was one of the first video games I can remember where you had multiple tasks and could focus on different things at your at your decision. Meaning, I right. gotta pick up dudes, or I gotta kill these guys. Oh, one of them's running away with a dude. I gotta stop him because if he gets the dude, I'm in trouble. Okay, drop the dude. Now I can go grab the dude. Like there was just like an open worldness to it in a weird way, right? Ah, Defender's awesome, man. What a great game. Hell now, I was trying to... I'm looking... The reason why I remembered uh, or I thought about it is because I was reading some um, descriptive language. Yeah. Remember how Atari used to come with the cartridges? Atari was fantastic at at making cover art for their cartridges. There was nothing like the game inside, Yeah. but excited the imagination. Oh yeah, and they usually came with like little booklets and stuff, and they described the game. It was not the game you played, right? Right. I mean, it would just go into this big flowery description, and I'm having trouble finding it right now. Um, Defender eighty one Atari. Did you find it? Description. I thought I thought I had it pulled up, but I guess not. Anyway, they they uh, it's. They go into this whole description of what's going on and what's the backstory. Yeah. And it's just this really, really deep, intel story that when you play the game, you're like, I don't see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was true. I mean, and the covers, like especially like the home covers of this stuff, they were so like overly realistic. And then you play the game and it's like three squares on a beep. It was like nothing. Um, those were great days. For I love video game. I have a whole book. Over there somewhere, Ibba gave me for Christmas one year that is just nothing but like classic game art from those eras, like cartridge art. Right. So good. Uh, the other, okay, the only complaint I have about Defender is it controlled like garbage. Oh, it was the worst. It's horrible It controls. was such a lag in, in, in movement too. It was like, it yeah, was bad. But it was just weird. Like the we were new to the vertical thing and we didn't know. So, you know, what do we know? We don't know. Uh, right. So my my take on that: Don't shoot the guy. Go pick him up. Oh, this guy's playing. Don't shoot the guy. Okay, here's here it is. It, I finally found some of the descriptive text. Rescue the humanoids on uh, archive.org. I knew they wouldn't fail me. Uh, let's see. Earth friendship signals beamed into deep space beyond the Milky Way have attracted extraterrestrial <laughs> beings. All right, but not the ones we expected. Uh-huh. Now, wave after wave of warlike aliens from some unidentified solar. Did you play this game? Because oh, yeah. that's not the game I played. This is the game I played, but it didn't sound. <laughs> I don't remember all that story. That story, right? Uh, so this is fun. If you ever go to archive.org and just look up the uh, the the manuals 
for these Atari games, they did an amazing job of uh, yeah. building your imagination. Well, they had around. to, right? Like, what else were they yeah. going to do? They couldn't just say crappy 2D graphics with the horrible sound effects. <laughs> Enjoy. Like, <laughs> have fun, sucker. Yeah. There's a, there's a new ish. Uh, I should really review it on the show. I got a key for it and then sort of just got busy and forgot to do it. But there's a game that I got uh, for PC that is basically a Defender clone. That's pretty good. But you know what? I right. need to do that. It just seemed to kind of like, cause since it's a Defender clone, there's not much to it. You just play like Defender. Oh, yeah. But, man, Defender's good. That, that machine ate more quarters than I care to remember. It was bad. Now, the Atari version, I played like crazy. And one of the big goals in that game was to see if you could flip the score. Yeah. You know, and, and there was like, there was rumors that it would do something special. It did not. It would crash. I stayed up yeah. one night, all night <laughs> to flip the score. <laughs> well, it's because we didn't have the internet to like tell us we were wasting our time, you know? Like, right. You're wasting time, right? Yeah. Play Defender all night. Those were good Get days. Good times. All right. Time for this. Hey, what do we got here? It's correspondence. We got an email. This is from a listener. Oh, I didn't give myself a. I didn't give myself a win there. There we go. Oh, good job. Yeah, thank you. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's do. Uh, where the hell was I? Oh yeah, we're going to do an email. This here is from a listener. Sent this into boopshow at gmail.com. This is from Sean, aka Sirlan. Okay, Sirlan sure. sounds like a. I don't know. The boss. It's not like a World of Warcraft raid boss I gotta go fight. Anyway, hey Scott and Dunaway, I uh, heard you guys talking about old school roguelikes such as Adam and the like, the one that you just reviewed last yes. week, in fact. Oh, they did a nice new patch today. I don't know if you saw that. I haven't seen the new patch, but I did hear about it. Yeah, I got some nice stuff in there, take added in there, some quality of life things. Anyway, it says, if you guys have never played Dungeons of Dreadmore, you are completely missing out. Oh, I've played it. We'll get to that in a second. It takes the complex gameplay of a game like Adam and combines it with absurdist humor, such as being able to math, uh, be a mathematician class or a lumberjack. Magic is fueled by alcohol, and there's plenty of loot fisk going around, which is that weird, horrible, rotten fish. Um, it is a very odd game. It should be pretty cheap by now. Uh, it does not have a... Uh, sorry, but does boy, does it have a lot of content. Hope you guys take a look and let me know what you think. Love the show as always. Sean. Uh, P.S. Look at Foxhole on Steam. Super crazy World War II game. Uh, all right. To to your point Foxhole. about... What? Now? Who? When? Look at my Foxhole. Oh, yeah. Look at my hole. Dungeons of Dreadmore. It's so funny you sent this email because just last week I was trying to remember the name of it and download it and play it again because I loved that game when it came out. And you're right. It's nuts. It's a nut. It's for nuts. It's for weirdos and nutbags, for- that game. <laughs> And uh, they play with all these like fantasy tropes, and it is very funny, but it's also just got really good solid humor. Here's the weird thing. That thing came out in like 2011, so it's been a while. Right. And I thought, well, surely this developer who had this great idea and totally killed it with this game, surely they've got other stuff now. Nope. Only thing they ever nope. made, gone. Company doesn't exist anymore. Bums me the F out. But it's a cool yeah. game. And you can get it super cheap, and it plays on Steam just fine. Again, that game is called Dungeons Four, of Dread. Four ninety nine on Steam right now. I have ninety nine friends who already own this game. Game's awesome. You should play it. It's, it's legit. It's Never actually it. really good. Holds up. And I'm pissed they don't exist anymore because they had ideas. I'm angry. And let me tell you, I like good ideas, Brian. I like ideas. Good ideas are great. Yeah, I like ideas, and I like them to be good. Is what I'm is what I'm getting at. 
So clever. More ideas. Yeah, really clever. Right. I had to reach, I had to reach way down to get that one out of my pants. <laughs> Anyway, uh, hey, so that's that. Uh, we really enjoy your emails. Please keep those coming. Again, that email address is frogpants, or sorry, uh, boofshow at gmail.com. And uh, I'll check out that weird foxhole game. I haven't heard of that. Have you heard of that? Foxhole? I have never heard of foxhole. Uh, I did take a peek at it earlier when I read the email. Uh, thanks for sending that, John. And uh, I, I, it looks interesting. Yeah, seems okay. I can't tell why he would be shouting that one out. I'm probably thinking Lina, maybe just maybe just struck his fancy now. Yeah. Struck their fancy. Maybe yeah. Struck you right in the fancy. Careful. Right where, in the fancy. Where your fancy is. It might get struck. Anyway, uh, fantastic stuff. Thank you for that. Once again, boopshow at gmail.com. Our website is frogpants.com slash B-O-O-P. Uh, you can give me and Brian a Twitch follow if you want to. I'm at frogpants. Brian's at Brian Dunaway. And look, if you're uh, not watching the show live, that's a thing you can do, too. You can tune in live on Tuesdays at 3.30 Mountain Time, 5.30 Eastern, and listen to us live. Or you can just keep checking the podcast out. Whatever you like, it's on you. Uh, we're on Twitter, at Boop Show. Brian, anything brilliant to say before we go today? Tune in Thursday when Brian plays Graveyard Keeper at 5.30 Eastern Time with Kid London, who is going to Sherpa me on through. That sounds great. Everyone needs a good Sherpa. Until next week, be your own best Sherpa, and we'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Activate Pac-Man.